0: praise the Lord wow what a great day I spoke to Karen a few moments ago and I said it's gonna be one of those days feel his presence in a strong way and it's not by feeling but it's good when you do feel I said it feels good To feel his love. Well, the Bible says the just shall live by faith. But sometimes it just feels good to feel. My Lord, feel his presence. I want you to go in your Bibles this morning to First John chapter 5, and also hold your spot in Ephesians chapter 4. I want to welcome all of you that are here this morning from out of town, out of state. Uh, I want to remind you that we need to continue to be in prayer for our teams that are on the field. I've uh, been in contact with our teams Larry and Kay Peoples with Chase Ray have finished their ministry uh, assignment in India over the last week and a half to two weeks and are on their way back today. Come on, give God glory for that. Yeah. We will be sharing with you some of the miracles that have taken place, a blind eye that was severed as far as the nerve. And. Miracle took place, a creative miracle in the meeting and all Holy Ghost praise break broke out. You can imagine that happened in one of the pastor's meetings. Our team from Honduras are making um, today is a, a respite for them, a time of relaxation before they get back on the plane tomorrow to come home. But they had an immersion service last night that lasted I don't know, multiple, multiple hours, miracles, signs, and wonders that were happening. Yeah, and they will be back with us tomorrow. It was a very difficult trip because of the uh, demonic opposition. The more that we go, the more that we send out, the more the enemy is going to attack in various ways and means. So we need to continue to pray for them as they uh, decompress tomorrow and as they decompress throughout the week. Amen? Okay. Stand your feet. I want to read a couple of scriptures, but I want to show you uh, an image from um, last week that this was the immersion service of our missionaries that went out. To Honduras, praise the Lord, filled with fire, filled with the Holy Ghost. That's a beautiful picture. I'm telling you, it is absolutely amazing what God is doing in the baptismal waters. I'm going to show some videos tonight, maybe at least one, of a lady that's going to blow your mind to hear her story. You don't want to miss this evening. Pastor Valentine will be here, Pastor Jeff Lyle, many other leaders will be in this room. This is a very significant moment. If you are a part of Christ Fellowship Church in any way, the Sunday night revival has to be one of your highest priorities, not something that fits into your schedule, but your schedule is arranged around the encounters that God is doing. Not if I don't have to go shopping today or not because I've got friends coming over tonight. All of that gets rearranged when there is a move of God that that has to take the highest place of importance in your life. We are not promised that we'll have week 243. But we do have week 242. With fear and trembling, we stand before the Lord this morning. Being partakers of His glory in such a way that I've seen things and heard things and watched things develop that I never thought would ever be remotely possible. I watched on Monday in Florida a lady that has to strategically place stools, sitting stools, around her house so that she could only take three or four steps without giving out a breath and the ailments in her knees for the last dozen or so years so filled with pain that she could only walk three or four feet and have to sit down all over her house. She had a diagnosis of a lung disease that the doctor said would only give you one to three years to living. And her father and her brother both died of that lung disease. She knew her time was coming to the end. I watched her get into a baptismal tank on Monday. Monday. We baptized her one time, she comes up. We baptized her second time, she comes up. We baptized her the third time. And you will watch tonight if I show the video when all of a sudden her lungs open up. And she begins to say, I can breathe. She's taking in air in her lungs that she's not taking in for some time. Next thing you begin to see is that the Spirit of God falls upon her, and she begins to bounce and to jump like a 20-year-old woman in the water. And she jumped 38 times. Just like that. I can't do that without wearing out. She does it 38 times and is not winded at the end. You don't want to miss that tonight. You don't want to miss that tonight. So the next day, touch somebody and say next day. She's walking all over her house. She comes to church the next night walking all over the building. She said, I stood in my bathtub for 20 minutes without having to sit down. Come on, let's give God glory. I I told Karen it's going to be one of those type of mornings and it's also going to be one of those type of nights. I wouldn't miss tonight if my life depended upon it. I'll just say I got to call somebody. I got to cancel plans. I know I'm tired. I'm weary. I got to work tomorrow. I got kids to get into school. We'll just watch it at home. Let me tell you what happens when you watch it at home. You You start doing dishes. You start doing laundry. You get distracted and you walk by the television screen. There's nothing like being in the environment. When there's a move of God. So I came here, ministered on Wednesday night. I was in T- um, Titusville, Florida, Monday and Tuesday. Then I called a flight on Thursday. My flight was delayed. It was chaos in every form, fashion, everything. I get to church. Church started at 6. I get there at 6.15, 6.20. I kneel on the front row, and I began to pray, and within 15 minutes, I'm up preaching. I am completely just exhausted, but on, on um, that night, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people came forward to give their life to the Lord Jesus Christ, to so become his disciples. Jay, if you can pull up that other picture that I just sent to you guys, just a few minutes. So then on the next night, on the next night, I got the Holy Ghost off. I feel his presence. I mean, two ladies in wheelchairs came up. Children of all ages. Challenge them to be a follower of Jesus and not a believer. I said, it's going to cost you everything. You got weed stuck between your mattresses. You're going to get saved. You're going to go home and throw it out. I said, if you got a lover at home and you're sleeping together and you're not married, you walk into the room and you begin to say, either you or I have to leave tonight. I love you, but I am following a new man. And he told me to go and sin no more. So we can't live like this. You wouldn't believe this. I said that one night to a lady, and she came up to me, and she said, um, I'm living with a man. I mean, I'm talking to her just like this. i use that same example while she's at the front. Had no idea she's living with a man. I said, well, you got some work to do. Not backing off of it. Not going to sugarcoat it, water it down. We'll give them some time. Jesus told the woman, called an adultery, go sin no more. Tomorrow morning, I'll leave for Charleston, South Carolina. Be, uh, at the end of the week, I will be in Venita, Oklahoma. I need you to pray. This is why I need you to be here tomorrow night praying, over 100 to 200 of you praying tomorrow night, because we are seeing a harvest that is directly affected by the North Georgia revival. You guys are making this happen right there. You guys are making it, making it happen right there in that room. Are you okay, everybody all right? All right, look at the Bible. I've got a word I've got to speak to you this morning. 1 John chapter 5 did I tell you to go there? It would be nice if I was there. I'm going to help you this morning by the by the Holy Spirit. I believe he's going to he has a word for us. Verse 14, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Thank God. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. Jump down to verse 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not what, But he who has been born of God keeps himself. That's important. Keep yourself. And the wicked one does not touch him. When you don't keep yourself, the wicked one can touch you. (laughs) We know that we are of God and the whole world, verse 19, lies under wickedness or under the sway, as my New King James Version puts it. Your Bible may not have that particular phrase. It was added by... Uh, the translators of this time, because it wanted to give emphasis uh, to this power of wickedness. Regardless, it literally means that the whole world is under the influence of wickedness. You may be seated in the house. The whole world, the whole world, The entire world is under the sway of the evil one. I want you to grasp that and step into the depth of that statement. Let your mind go there. Hear what the writer says. The whole world is under. The domain influence of wickedness under the sway of the evil one. Now, what does he mean the whole world? He means the whole world. The whole world lies in wickedness. That literally means the sway, this word sway means the authority, the control. The command and dominion of evil. The whole world. Some areas of the world are more wicked than others. Some places are more under the control of the devil. Than other places he has what I would like to call territories strongholds your Bible says another term fortified cities and you when you walk into those areas you had better be ready some regions of the world that I go to it's easy to preach the gospel but the enemy still has control over the whole world I go into some places and I feel very little resistance I get off the plane and a lot of times I can I can detect whether there is an oppression or there's freedom I can walk into some churches and I feel a heaviness and in other churches I feel liberty I can walk into a hotel and I can say, hmm, this is not good. And I can walk into other hotels and say, hmm, there's light here. We have to be able to discern territories, strongholds, fortified cities. Because not the whole world is not the same. There's something about Dawsonville that's a little bit different. I can get off the plane in Atlanta and I can drive through Atlanta. And I can see with my own eyes the chaos, the disrespect, the dishonor. The evil. Obviously perhaps because there's 7 million people within the surrounding areas of Atlanta that live you know, in in the suburbs, et cetera, within that, in that, that Metroplex area, if you will, you can feel that. But the closer I get to Dawsonville, when I'm coming through where the hospital is and, and I still feel a little bit of Thickness right there. But there's something that happens when I get beyond exit 15 and 16. I don't know if it's because I'm coming up close to Freedom Tabernacle at that time. I, 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 I don't know if it's because that's a revival hub right there with Pastor Robbie Mathis and Pastor Jill. But there's something that that church has done to influence the atmosphere. And the closer I get to Dawsonville. I get grieved when I first literally crossed the county line, that there is a liquor store to the right and an adult entertainment store to the left. But their influence has been waned to a certain degree. It does not have the swagger that it used to have. The edges of it has been cut off. I'm not against the owners of that place. I just know what they stand for. And it's an embarrassment to me that the first thing that someone sees when they ride into Dawsonville from another area is they see an adult entertainment section, or I should say store on the left and a liquor store on the right. We may have been born by moonshine. We may have moonshine roots. We may be the birthplace of NASCAR that ran moonshine on highway nine throughout the state of Georgia and Southern Tennessee, but there is a new era dawning in Dawsonville. The history will be rewritten in this city. The whole world is under the influence of the evil one. You can go into certain restaurants and you go, dear Lord God in heaven, I feel death. I feel drunkenness. I feel perversion. I come on, talk to me. Then you can go into another place and you think, my goodness, I like this place. Just as the devil has territory, so does God. God has places that are safe, where his glory dwells. that have little demonic structure and power. Those demonic strongholds, the fortification of the devil's agenda due to God's people has brought low, if not down altogether, the darkness. Every day when you wake up and you go to work, you enter into a battlefield. And understand that the whole world is under the influence of wickedness. When you go to the gym, and I love the gym when I used to go <laughs> how many of you know that when you walk in there you're walking sometimes into a meat market that doesn't mean you don't need to go I'm just telling you you walk into that and there and and, and people see how little clothing that they can wear and if they wear anything how tight they can get it And so as a, as a believer, you walk into that environment, you know, going in that that you're walking into this and it's not supposed to be a church. You can't go to the front desk and make a complaint and say, I wish everybody would put some clothes on. Do you hear me? Because you're walking into, and I'm not picking on that, I'm just telling you what we, all, what we all know. You're walking into that environment, you're walking into a world system that is dominated by wickedness, lust, perversion, yeah, vanity. And I'm all for muscles. Can't you tell? I'm all for that. I, I love it when. Someone takes care of their physical body. I love it when they work out. That's that's not the point. I'm just saying, when you walk into that environment, it's not going to be Holy Ghost-filled environment. In most cases. You just need to know that you're walking into a fortified area where darkness flees. I mean, where darkness literally, literally is the entire spirit of the air. That's why your Bible says you need to keep yourself. We wonder why we deal with lust. And perhaps we're in an environment that when you walk into it, it's a lust factory. Well, I just don't know why I struggle with the opposite sex, dude. You just s- stared at that woman right there for like twelve minutes, and I know you're thinking, man, she works out really hard. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those mornings. As they say in North Carolina, and pray. But you hear what I'm saying. It's, it's not that, that you, you, you shouldn't go. I'm just telling you, prepare yourself that when you're walking into that, it's not going to be church. They're not going to play Maverick City, Bethel, You know where you're working out under the Holy Ghost. No, you're going, you're going to hear about drunkenness. You're going to hear about having sex. You're going to hear about everything that can cause your mind to get motivated to be a better you physically so you can be more attractive to others? You walk into the grocery store. You're entering into a domain and it's not the grocery store's fault. It's just the whole world. it says in the original language that it lies. It I mean, it just lies like on, it's just right in front of us. And I'm not talking about a verbal lie. I'm talking about it, the whole world lies under the sway of the evil one. And everywhere I go, there are dark landmines ready to trip me up. And if I step on one, or if I open the door, One poison comes. Do you hear what I'm saying? Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Just hold your spot in 1st James or 1st John, Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 25. It says, therefore, put put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let sun go down on your wrath. And verse 27, nor give place to the devil. Don't give place to the devil. Verse 18 of 1 John 5, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who who has been born of God keeps himself. And the wicked one does not touch him. You see, Christians fit into a different scheme and hold different values than that of the world. Talk to me, somebody. So how do we win if we live in a world that's dominated by wickedness? What do we do? Do we complain? Do we whine? Do we petition? Do we picket? We can do all of those things and those things may be necessary, but just understand that. It, it, the whole world. This word, neither give place to the devil, makes it very clear that we must choose to give the devil zero territory. You and I choose what territory we give him. Our minds, our families, our habits, our hobbies. If you and I choose the lower road, we will end up doing and saying things that we're later going to regret. Don't give place. The whole world is under the sway of the evil one. The phone that you hold in your hand can either be a blessing or a curse. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You can be praying in tongues, looking at your Facebook page, rejoicing over a healing, testimonial. Somebody's birthday, you just celebrated. And you commented to your spouse, I just love them. Aren't they the greatest people in all the world? And you keep thumbing through, then all of a sudden, an image pops up that takes you out of the spirit in a hurry. (laughs) Next thing, you were talking in tongues 30 seconds ago, Now you're dreaming about that person. The whole world is under the influence of the evil one. Your phone, your computer, and you can try to sanctify it. You can put oil on it. You can lay hands on it. But that device knows one thing. Messaging, getting you to buy something, to be influenced by something. It has an agenda. Your television set, they are not producing that television content for free. That's why they have advertisements, advertisements to get you to do what? To purchase, to be influenced, to like this and to want more. Even your subscriptions, the whole world is under the influence of the evil one. Now, I know you're thinking, Pastor, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, but what are you trying to say? Here's what I'm trying to say. Even in the midst of this darkness, of this incredible, this incredible dominion of the devil, the Bible says this in 1 John chapter 4, that greater is he that is in me Than he that is in the world. Okay, your Bible says that you and I are now considered to be light of the world. Jesus was the light of the world. He stepped into darkness, he left the planet to sit at the right hand of the Father. And now he declares in Matthew chapter five, that you and I are light of the world. Why does he use that analogy, that metaphor? Because we are sitting in darkness. We are living in a dark and listen, wicked world. And he tells us in his word that now you are the light of the world. And if that light gets distinguished or extinguished, I should say, if that light gets covered up, then darkness is able to spread without any or little interference. You see, I hear people say about the church, is the church that important? Mm. Do I need church? Is church Necessary, And I wrote uh, a new books coming out in, in three or four weeks. I got two books coming out simultaneously. I don't know how to do that. And one of them is called, Is Church Necessary? You have to understand that you as an individual light has minimal impact, but does have light and does have impact. But when you put those flames together in unity as a tribe, as a family... Come on now. Come on now. It has a greater influence and has a greater propensity to dispel darkness at a greater degree. I am coming against a rogue spirit that has been released in the Western church. I can do church at home and, and, and church ain't a building. If I see that one more time on Facebook, I'm going to throat punch somebody. I don't care where you're meeting, but the Bible never, ever, ever, ever promotes individualism. Well, I've been hurt. I don't need church. I got my own relationship with Jesus. Please, for the love of God, read the whole Bible. Read the New Testament. The whole New Testament outside of the book of the Gospels, in fact, you can even include them, was written to churches. Local, organized, mechanized, structured churches. That evil spirit just move right on out right here because I, I, I just I just hit it. I hit it. A church ain't a building. Shut your ever loving, deceived, hurt, offended, mad, disappointed mouth. It is stupidity gone to see. They met in the temple. They went from house to house. Well, I, Somebody asked me, well, what about house churches? I said, you know why they were house churches? Because they didn't have a building. But they even borrowed one. In, and listen, they even went to the temple where the Jews were and said, hey, can we have church here together? House churches were developed because of the persecution, not because of somebody got hurt in church and said, well, I'm going to pull out of the body. They disappointed me. So I'm going to huddle up with my family and a few neighbors and we're going to have church. 99% of all house churches in America are being led by somebody that got hurt in church. So instead of making it right with the folks that hurt them, they pulled away and they started their own group. Maybe the most controversial work I've ever put out is church necessary. Tell that to Jesus who died for the local church. Tell him all functions of the New Testament happened through the local church over 30 by named mentioned local churches in the new testament by name revelation 2 and 3 were written to seven specific churches led by seven specific pastors seven specific congregations not to the universal church at large sitting home on your couch having your church with your three children and you're hurt and you're mad and you're not going back to church because you got disappointed in leadership and I'm just going to stay home and God's going to feed me and my family and I'm going to take responsibility of me and my family. That's called inbreeding. Your whole kids, the whole spiritual DNA of those kids are going to be messed up. I need to take a breath. (laughs) You won't believe how many pastors I get commenting on. Thank you for saying what I've always wanted to say. Well, Thank you for letting me out there by myself, pastor. Just let me dangling me out there. <laughs> I'm way out there. Way out there. Help me, pastor. Paul wrote to the church of Galatia. Not to... He wrote to the church of Corinthians, not one, the church at Corinth. Read it. First Galatians 1, 2, wrote to the, now to, wrote to the churches of Galatia. John even wrote his gospels talking about how to encourage people to be better pastors a lot of times. How, how to lead your people. All right, I got to, I've got to do this. Y'all. So when a church, organized, mechanized, systemized, process-oriented, structured people come together in unity, the light is brighter. Do a flyover over South Georgia, and you'll see one streetlight. You go three miles down the road and there's another street light. But you fly over Macon. It's different than Perry, Georgia. You make your way into Atlanta and you see this, I mean, you can see it for miles. It lights up on the satellite images, not the little light. But the city, he says in Matthew chapter four, you're not only a light, an individual light, but now you are a, collecting, a collection of lights and now you have become a city on a hill. <laughs> One person does not constitute a city. state of Georgia, you become a city, I believe it is, uh, or it may be Alabama. You have to have 5,000 people to be considered a city. Now there's towns, villages, and you know, uh, unincorporated places like that. Get it. But a city is a collection of individuals that have come together into an area to make up a mass of influence. So how do we make a difference of the darkness that controls the whole world? As they did it in the Bible you Oh devil You come together, receive your instructions. You get trained for battle. You get filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. And you are then dispersed into the gym, the workplace, the hospital neighborhood. Did y'all just see what happened in Russia? Putin called up 300,000 new soldiers, the mobilization. You don't win battles with one person. You don't win wars with everybody doing their own thing. You win battles by coming together as a group of into people, individuals, I should say, and you're coming and you're receiving the right training. Here's what they fear about Russia right now. They have pulled people off the streets and they're going to take six weeks to try to train them on how to kill people. There's something about the cohesiveness of doing life together in a unit and learning strengths and weaknesses. Learning how to handle a weapon, how to keep rank, how to stay in order, how to follow orders. And what's happening in America, in the Western church, people get offended and they pull away. Well, I'm disappointed in the pastoral. I'm disappointed in the leadership. I didn't. Nobody ever talks to me there. Nobody ever loves me. You know what? I don't need the church. I'm just fine with Jesus in my heart. He speaks to me in my own Bible study. I don't need the tribe. I, you know what? I'm doing just fine as I... You're doing just fine, but what about the greater war? So you made it about you, your feelings, your hurts, your offenses, your struggles. And the whole world is under the sway of the evil one, and you're just one little lamp in Perry, Georgia. I just, here's a news flash. Church are made up of real people with real issues, with real struggles, with real heartaches, with real temptations. And sometimes we do not do what is right. Just like you don't do what is right. We don't do what is right. And we're all just a mess. And you just need to know that going in, that somebody may not return your phone call. Dear God, I knew it. Nobody loves me. Somebody on Facebook may not post happy birthday to you. Dear God, I wanted a family and they forgot my birthday. Are we all right? I'm telling you, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I love you, but please, for the love of God and everything that is pure and holy, do not put your trust in man. Do not put your trust in me. I'm going to fail you. I'm going to disappoint you. I'm going to say something that offends you. I I may not get back to you. I may not email you. It's not that I don't want to. It may be because, you know what? I got it at 3 o'clock in the morning. And by the time I woke up, there were 20 others, and I just, I, I just, and I can't catch my flight on time. And you get offended. Don't get offended. I'm te- I'm, let me just go ahead. Let me just offend you right now and just let me tell you how easy it is to get over it, okay? I'm, just pretend I offended you. Just take a deep breath and say, Oh, God, help him. All right. All good? All right, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holiness. Touch your neighbor and say, "You must be prepared for the struggle, because you're walking into darkness." Your Bible says, "Now, now, this is important, because this is this is a scripture. I want you to look at it. First Peter chapter, uh, First Peter chapter two, verse eleven. Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul." Basically, you are a pilgrim in this world. You are a passerby, if you will. In fact, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 says, our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. So we're passing through. So the Lord, I said, Lord, how can we make it? Well, I'm going to give you four things. All right, write them down very quickly, very simple words, and we're going to be done. Watch this. Stay alert. Somebody have my phone? Y'all have my phone? I'm not going to make a call. I want to read some scriptures to you right here about what the Bible says on stay alert. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, be alert. Touch somebody and say, be alert. See, I think sometimes in the body of Christ, we're not alert. He says, not only be alert, but be of a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, does what? He prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. You've got to stay alert. Everybody, everybody say, it. say, stay alert. So when I go into the gym, I'm staying alert. I'm keeping myself. I'm watching my eyes. I'm watching who walks by. Well, maybe not. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of who's walking by. You, you hear what I'm saying. I, I, I go to a place that sells liquor and I've had a hard time with alcohol. I, 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 I stay alert. I'm watchful. I'm of a sober mind. I'm walking into a domain of darkness, of thick darkness. I have to be prepared for that battle. Ephesians 6.18 says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. No, words, he's saying praying in tongues. With this in mind, be alert always. Keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. First Peter 1 Peter 1.13, therefore with minds that are alert... Fully sober. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ has revealed is revealed at his coming. Do you hear what he's saying? First Corinthians 16 13, be on your guard. Stand firm, in fact, be on your guard. Church, you have to understand that the enemy has a goal, and that is to snuff out your light. That I can live in a dark world knowing that greater is he that is on the inside of me than he that is in the world. Knowing that I have not only the person of Jesus living on the inside of me, but the spirit of Jesus living on the inside of me. Knowing that I have been baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. That I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus who loved me and gave himself for. Me, knowing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am going to keep my mind alert. I'm going to keep my eyes attentive. And I'm going to watch because I know the devil is setting traps for me. He's seeking me to destroy me. Number two. Stay connected. Stay connected. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm in prayer this morning and I hear the word fragmentation. Now, this is a word for church people. You ready? I hear it fragmentation. We are in a spiritual move of the Holy Ghost. The enemy has multiple schemes, agendas to literally to thwart any move of God. This one included. Revival history buffs will understand that most moves of God came to a a conclusion with less than six items. Fatigue. Lack of financial support. Inattention to prayer. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. One of the reasons that moves of God stop It's called fragmentation. I just received it from the Holy Ghost. So I want to put us on alert. If Christ's fellowship is to remain a light, a substantial light, city on a hill, we must guard against fragmentation. Here's what it means. To be fragmented, here's the noun of that, a small part broken or separated off of something. Do you hear what I'm saying? Fragmented, the verb literally means to break or to cause to break into fragments. Fragmentation is the process or state of breaking or being broken into small or separate parts. Let this be a word to every church, every revival, every church that is in revival, every church that is about to be in revival. But also, I believe it's a word to Christ Fellowship Church. See, the enemy knows that if I can lessen the impact of a large mass, I need to separate it into smaller masses. Thank you, Lord. Well, how does that happen in a move of God? I think it's very significant that we all understand what God is doing here and must guard against stepping out from the grace of your covering. I'm going to say it again. We must guard ourselves from stepping out from the grace of our covering. Don't mistake God moving in your life or your individual ministry as a green light to leave your covering. I'm going to say that again. Because I'm hitting something right now. Not that there's a problem here. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you what the Holy Ghost said to me. Because, because when you have a move of God. Like we've had for 241 weeks. And we're moving into our, our, our completed fifth year. Going into our sixth year. Uh, people will use a revival like this. As a place of a platform. And they will come and, and, and feel God move them here in a very substantial way, significant way. And then God moves them out. Uh, listen, moves in their ministry outside of here. And they will take their moving of a God that is happening, whether it's in a Bible study or whether it, it's, it's, uh, it's, in, it's in a ministry that is out of this church. And then all of a sudden, they get a few people that they're influencing and they feel this move of God, and they think, well, that's a green light for me to do something on my own. It's called fragmentation. Now listen to what I'm about to say. God is not sending you here to be fragmented. There's a difference between going and being sent. I'm hitting an individual spirit right here. It's all in America, this this individual spirit. You feel the Holy Ghost come upon you and you feel an individual calling to go do something. But your entire life was saved, your marriage was saved, your ministry was saved, supported and so forth underneath a specific covering. And you feel a release because you've seen God move in your ministry outside of the house. You assume that that is a green light There's a difference between going and being sent You don't want to go you want to be launched You did not come in here secretly. You came in here with bells and whistles blowing. Look at me, I'm here. I just love this place. My whole life's been changed. Oh dear God, my whole family. And y'all have changed me. Thank you. Oh by the way, I do this and I do that and can I serve? Oh yeah. So we give you a piece of us train and we invest. Then God moves in your ministry outside. And you just simply, well that's what I feel the Lord leading me to do. You have to understand understand something biblically. That is not how God works. Read your New Testament. The Apostle Paul who was so radically converted Did ministry and God used him. Then God sent him to Arabia for three years of individual training by himself. The very first thing that the apostle did did after he came back was attach himself to a local. I'm going to just stay right here for a bit. So the apostle Paul attached himself to a local believing congregation, you can read it in Acts 13, even though he ministered all over the place, but he understood the difference between being out on my own and being sent. You hear what I'm saying. Have you ever watched a rocket be launched into the atmosphere. There are four rockets on the side. There has to be an, listen, that little bitty rock, that little bit of that capsule can't get there on there. it's on. It's got to have those rocket boosters and they are strategically timed for another burst. This one got you here? This power got you here, and then there's that third one that launches them out into space. One of the hardest things in our Western culture to learn is patience. The red stop sign, the red light, a no, a not now. Good idea, not the season. Dear God, I've seen the Lord move. I got to go. The, 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 Jesus is coming back. I got to be sent. Now I've been saying that for thirty years. He's not coming back in the next week, two years, three years. I don't believe it. Things are getting worse. We haven't seen anything yet. He's not going to come for this backslidden church that we have. He's coming with, he's coming with a bride. I'm talking about without spot and without blemish. We're so messed up right now. He's he's not. He's I'm not. I'm not marrying her bringing that mess up here i'm not gonna present that mess to my father clean up get your take a bath shave your legs you gotta do something with your hair put some makeup on do something you're a total wreck y'all think he's coming back for the, you know for this mess don't know how to pray. We don't know the word. Hair under armpits. I mean, dear God, we got matted head. You're a bride. He says, I'm coming. Y'all have to understand in the Jewish tradition, I mean, in, in the Bible, remember, I don't remember the dude's name. Sometimes in order to be in relationship with the king, it would take a year and a half of preparation for him. Sitting and soaking in certain oils, being perfumed up. I don't want no stanky bride. Come on now, somebody. <laughs> Y'all hear what I'm saying. We're backslidden. We're mad. We're angry. We're offended. Drunk. Lustful. Pornography on our phones. I just can't wait for him to you don't want him to come back. You don't want him to find that on your phone. You need to pray, baby. All right, now now, now listen. I am responsible for what happens, not I, us. We're all responsible for what happens in this room. If there is a fragmentation, the fire lessens. When you leave, you take a piece of the fire with you. Can you be effective out there? Yeah. Just remember though, you went and were not sent. So you have left behind in your wake a very confused. can not you people cannot disconnect from a house that's in revival without a specific assignment that is specifically blessed by the leadership and for it to continue with influence and carry the same anointing of that house. When you move too early it shocks the system. Not that there won't be sent out. Y'all have already heard a hundred people be sent out of this house. But you cannot go too soon. Again, that's very important for us to know. Your release should be scheduled. You did not come in here in the middle of the night. And you should not leave. In the middle of the night. Don't move beyond the grace of your covering. Can I get an amen right there? That's hard teaching. But it's the truth. And if the leadership, the elders go, it's just not time. Don't throw a hissy. What is that? A hissy. Don't throw a fit. Don't get mad, don't get bitter. Your Bible says, "Submit to those that rule over you, because they may know something that you don't know." And the Lord, and we may not know anything, but the Spirit of God says, "I'm not I'm not putting my blessing on you to bless this. But we will bless it because we don't want you mad in a lot of times. See, it's all about the local church. You can't read the Bible without the local church in mind. He said this in Hebrews. He says, Submit to those that rule over you, for they watch over you, and they're gonna to have to get an account of your souls. Submission happens when you're in complete diabolical disagreement with something. And you say, I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't see it that way. I feel led of the Holy Ghost. And, I, and listen, and, and then you go, but because you are my covering, I will wait and commit this to prayer because I may be missing something or I'm going to pray that the Lord speaks to you about the perfect timing. All right. You ready? We're going to stay connected. Touch somebody and say, we're going to stay connected. So we're going to release people all over the world. We're going to release them all over the world. Everywhere. But don't you want the full expression and support of this whole family that marches you up on the platform that has struggled with you, watched you get healed in the water, held you, when you were a nobody. Touched your family. Got them well in the water. Don't you want the full support and anointing that's on this house. And the favor of this house. To stand before the congregation and say they have labored with us. We have known them. They've sweated with us. They have felt the Lord leading them to another country. Another place. And what we want to do is lay our hands on them. And send them out with our full blessing. That's one way to go out. So what happens now, you enter into the stratosphere and the atmosphere. We're not going to be fragmented. Keep your fingers off the keypad. And raise not your voice against anything that you do work with and labor with in this house. You are responsible for the health of this house. Any dirty laundry, any disagreement, any different conviction that you may have is not to be displayed in a public arena. The last, listen, the devil's so subtle. In a moment on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, you find a disagreement about somebody, something, somewhere, not here, but anywhere, and you voice your opinion, what you have done, you have isolated yourself with a very strong stance, and you have become an opposite. Of the flow of God, perhaps, with the people that you do life with. Well, I just had to get that off my chest. Wrong. The Bible says, handle it this way. If you disagree with Matthew right here, because he wears skinny jeans when he plays, and you don't like skinny jeans, and you think that a spirit of lust is coming into the building, you do not put your magic fingers on the keyboard and say, my God in heaven, the spirit of lust has hit the platform at Christ Fellowship Church. Look at these skinny jeans. What you have just done has opened up. The spirit of fragmentation that allows others now to not come in here to receive from the Holy Ghost, but they're looking at people's ankles. How skinny are those jeans? Dear God, I had no idea they were that skinny. What happens with my two boys, and now my two daughter-in-laws, and my wife will never ever be talked about in a public arena. Now you may talk about it, but I will not get on there and say something about how I disagree about anything that someone I love that has helped me, walked with me, and does life with me, and will not say a word and lift up my tongue against the anointed Church, listen to me how the devil works. It's called fragmentation. So if you have a disagreement, you go to that person. That's the Bible. In private. Hey, I got a problem with this. Can you help me walk walk me through why you're doing this? I go, man, I didn't even know I was doing that. Am I doing that? Am I communicating that way? Yeah. And I had no idea. Rather than getting on there, dear God, Todd, I mean, listen, Todd yells at us all the time. Then everybody else that reads that goes, yeah, he's been yelling a lot. What's wrong? Then somebody else reads it, hey, what's wrong with him? You think something's going on at the house? Y'all think something's going on at the house? Yeah, I saw them the other day. He didn't help her up the steps. He used to help her up the steps. See how it goes? Now, well I, well, I haven't. Nobody ever had a problem with Karen and I, but now the door has been opened. And now there's the fragmentation that only you had in your own heart and now has been trickled down to four others. You see how subtle he is? So if you have an opinion about an issue, biblically, you go to that individual and you talk to them about it. And you still may have a disagreement but that still doesn't give us the freedom to air dirty laundry on family. No one's off limits. Everybody can be corrected. You hear what I'm saying? Everyone, I, obviously, everyone can be corrected. That's the spirit of the house. We can correct, but let's have a conversation, let's sit down. You have to guard against the fragmentation. Because the devil will use anything. And then guess what happens? Now this four have an issue. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with that. Now this group's mad at that group. And this group's mad at that group. They ain't talking to me anymore. Why aren't you why, why do you think they're not talking about you? Because they talk about you, this is what you're gonna do. Everybody under 40 had no idea what I just did. Y'all, y'all remember those days? <laughs> Honey, bring me that white out. Had a, little, had a little brush, nail polish brush. Then we got sophisticated, got the tape. the most religious and probably sanctimonious thing that some of us can do is to take a break and commit it to prayer. Because you know what? I may have a fault that I have no idea. And you seek the Lord and you say, God, how can I, how can I approach? How can I talk? And then it may alarm you that the reason I do what I do May be okay. And you go, I never saw that perspective before. Does this help anybody? No, hear what I'm not saying. Accountability's crucial. That's, I'm not saying no accountability. You're not hearing me say that, are you? Well, great. Three of you think that I've said that right. You're not hearing me. That's not what we're saying. But we're saying that if you disagree going on in the house, have the conversation. Have the conversation privately. That's your Bible. That's good words. Stand to your feet all across the room, dear Lord. I'll finish this up at another time. Maybe not. My ultimate job in this room is to protect what he is doing and to guard it. I asked him one day, I said, Lord, what do I do with these waters? And I heard him, if I've ever heard him say anything in my life, he said, Todd, hold the waters loosely. He said, hold it loosely, but guard it ferociously. It grieves my heart when I see church members pounding their pastors or their decisions publicly. Not here. I'm talking about like, you know, I can't believe they did that. You just put a hole in the balloon. I can't believe they I just disagree. That's not of God. And if that's been the case in any of us in this room, there's got to be full repentance. And you don't go to that individual and you say if I did it, you know you did it. I need to repent to you. And if you did it publicly, you need to repent publicly. You need to get back on Facebook and say, so, you know what? I talked about so-and-so. I was wrong. Everybody forgive me. That's whether if you're talking about a camera person, you're talking about little Thomas here, or whatever. You just, you know, we just, we love him. But you know what I'm saying? That keyboardist up there, I just, I don't know. He just misses all them notes. ain't never missed a note as far as I know. But you know what I'm saying? I just don't like the quality of music there. I need to go somewhere else. All right, Lord, help me climb out of this. Father, I love you. Bless you. I thank you for the house. unity there's peace there's love there's tenderness there's kindness there's gentleness there's humility there's brokenness contrition now we don't want to do anything to grieve you but ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says let every word that comes out of your mouth be seasoned with salt to give grace to the hearers." father if it doesn't edify if it doesn't build up if it doesn't support Lord, we're not going to do it. We're not going to participate. We're going to stay alert because He seeks whom He may devour. Come against the spirit of fragmentation. Fragmentation. We bless you, Lord. We glorify you. We honor you. Who in this room, heads bowed, eyes closed, can say, Todd, I've never been born again, but I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I want to meet this Jesus. I want to become His follower. Anybody in the house, lift your hand right now. Anybody in the room, lift your hand. I want to be born again. I want to be born again. I want to be born again. Okay, I see that. I see that. All right, anybody else? I need to be saved. I want to follow Him. I've never been born again. Raise Him one more time. I want to see. I'm scanning the atmosphere here. Anybody? Okay, I see that. If your hand's up, make eye contact with me right now. I see you. see both of you. Is that true? Both of you. Okay. Come stand right here in front of me. Come right here. Come right, here. Yeah, right here. Good. Where are you from? Zambia. You live here in the states now. Okay. So where do you live here in the state? In First time here second time? Yeah. Fourth time. Okay. The Lord's about to rock your world right here. Okay. I want to introduce you to Miss Bailey. This is Miss Bailey. She's going to be your friend for the next little while. I'll help you in your walk with the Lord. Okay. Are you ready to follow him? Give him every part of your life. Turn from your sin, serve Him, it may cost you friends, relationships, okay let's kneel you kneel right there, say Jesus come into my life, I am a sinner, I am separated from turn from my wicked ways and I choose you I give you my everything all of me for all of you I am now your disciple come into my heart save me in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Yeah, Lord. Toella. This is Bailey, as I said. She's going to help you through that 40 days book right there. It's going to help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. Have you been on Sunday nights? Tonight's your night. Would you come tonight? We're going to get a letter A. You're going to get baptized tonight as a new believer. Are you with her tonight? Come on up here. We go to the same barber. Yes, Chile. You ready? All in. Nine. Both of them letter A's. All right, we're gonna get you in the water early. All right, need two books. All right, let me bless you before you go. Prayer tonight at five o'clock, uh, week two hundred and forty-two. Pastor Jeff Lyle, Pastor Valentine scheduled to be here with us tonight. Uh, powerful evening, Lord Jesus. I thank you for our house. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, for the spontaneous word that you gave me, Lord, to hit a spirit even before it happens, even before it comes, Lord Jesus, even before it's released into the house. That, Lord, every of the 100 to be sent out will be sent out on your timing, your scheduling, with a full covering and full support of what God's doing in this house. Lord, we're not infallible. Lord, we're not perfect. But, Lord Jesus, we want to be led by your Spirit above all things. So, Lord, help us to keep ourselves and to be alert and stay connected at all costs to do war and to fight Lord against the enemy and to set free the captives. We love you and bless you. And all these people said amen and amen. We'll see you tonight. Doors open at five o'clock for prayer. Bless you.